Hello, I'm Fiona Ritchie. My mother moved in with me a few years ago as she needed a little help to remain independent because she was losing her eyesight. My observational musings are the reason I remain sane. This is my weekly diary, so you know what shenanigans we've been getting up to. Mum needed to have a blood test. The relevant paperwork had been posted to us, so I made an appointment at the surgery down the road. The clever people in the practice had changed all the doors to automatic, both internal and external, so it made a huge difference easing a harumphing crotchety woman into the waiting room. Within two minutes of our arrival, and before Mum could start a litany of complaints about waiting, a charming, kind and patient-looking nurse popped her head around the door and asked for Mary Ritchie. Once sitting, Mum set out taking her clothes off. It would be a million times quicker and easier if she did this standing, but apparently sitting was better. I handed over the blood data sheet. The nurse read it in silence and then said she couldn't do it. I'm sorry, uh, couldn't do it? Mum didn't have her hearing aid in, so didn't catch this news flash. By now, she'd managed to remove her coat and was struggling out of a cardigan, all the while complaining that I wasn't helping and she couldn't manage. The nurse explained that the blood needed to be tested as soon as it was taken and not put in a tube collected two hours later and tested that afternoon. Therefore, we would need to make an appointment and go to Bedford Hospital. I was wondering how I could leave the country before the day was out. I explained to Crabby Features who had one arm out of a cardigan and had been shunted forward in a seat due to the coat wedge behind her, what was going on, and that we would now have to go to Bedford Hospital instead. She was very still and very quiet. I left the room. The nurse apologised but gave me a direct line number, patted my arm in genuine sympathy and then followed us out to ensure I left the premises with my mother. Amazingly, I made a call and got an appointment for two days later. We arrived with 10 minutes to spare, but as this seemed to be a bit of a queue, I suggested to Mum that we make our way in. Why are we here so early? I bet you didn't remember to bring the paperwork. I suppose we'll have to queue, and you know what I'm like on my legs. Which way up does this mask go on? I hate these appointments. She had insisted on wearing her coat and cardigan, and because it was nearly 20 degrees, I gently suggested she left the coat in the car. Apparently, you can catch your death in 20 degrees in Bedford, so that was a stupid idea. It was 10 yards to the entrance, no steps and automatic sliding doors got us to the end of a short queue. No one was speaking and the receptionist couldn't be heard because of the industrial welder masks they had on and the six-inch plate glass that separated them from the great unwashed public. Would you like to sit down, Mum, and I'll get you when you've been registered? No! The man in front of us looked mildly shocked, turned around, and I mouthed that she was blind and irritable. He nodded his head and inched forward to give us more personal space. The paperwork was checked, and once seated, Mum decided to take her outer layer of clothes off. It was like watching Eric Morecambe trying to open the stage curtain. Her arms flailed, and one of her coat sleeves got turned inside out, which meant it was pulling her cardigan off her left shoulder. 
I watched. People around us were so fascinated with this performance that they were reluctant to leave the room, even when their name was called. Mum managed to haul the coat around her body and handed it to me. I tossed it on the floor. A nurse appeared in a doorway and called out for Mr. Mohammed Patel. Was that my name being called? It must be my turn by now. Are there many people here? What's taking so long? Are you sure that wasn't my name? I smothered her with a coat. Sorry. I assured her it wouldn't be long. And just as I uttered those words, a nurse loudly called out Mum's name. Mum just sat there, not registering a thing. I indicated to the nurse while pointing to Mum and stood up. Mum remained seated and asked me why I was casting such a huge shadow and causing a draft. I seized her bony elbow, picked up her coat and steered it into the room where there were three chairs. I explained to the phlebotomist that Mum was blind and she nodded in acceptance, realising she might need to give Mum a moment longer. I omitted to say that Mum was politically incorrect and strongly opinionated, as I figured she would only have to be in her company for less than a minute to work this out for herself. Mum has two huge buttons on a cardigan, but only one was done up. She couldn't undo it. The tutting started almost immediately. The nurse asked if she could help, but apparently she couldn't. Less than 30 seconds later, Mum was thanked and asked if she wanted a hand getting up from the chair. She didn't. The nurse kindly suggested that we stay in the room to get Mum back into her coat and cardigan as she could see any further spectacle in the waiting room would slow their day down even further. The doctor who requested this blood test is calling with the results next week and I've been told quite categorically if this means Mum has to return to Bedford Hospital they can whistle because she's not going anywhere. Anyway, I asked a good friend of mine if they'd ever tried blindfolded archery. When they said they hadn't, I told them, you don't know what you're missing. Mum, perhaps?